This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by our good buddies at Squarespace. A dream is just a great idea. It doesn't have a website yet. You know who says that? Squarespace. You can make that dream a reality with Squarespace. They make it easy to turn your idea into a unique website, showcase your work, blog, or publish content, even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. And with 24-7 award-winning customer support, you can customize everything from look and feel to settings and products using beautiful templates created by world-class designers. And there's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. So head on over to squarespace.com grace for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code grace, that's G-R-A-C-E, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> wow, you sound so enthusiastic, yeah. Grace. Calm down. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> I have to give kind of a precursor to this episode that my voice sounds like this because um, I was at WrestleMania all weekend. I know. How was that? It was, I mean, this episode will come out about a month after, sure. but it was goddamn fantastic. Yeah. And the fact that I even have a voice is unreal to me. I fully expected like post VidCon, like whisper. I expected that as well. (laughs) Yeah. We were filming episodes of uh, This Might Get Yesterday and literally Michael Goldfriend was like forcing Mamrie and I to drink tea all day. Sure. Which was helpful. Turns out tea helps. Smart. Yeah. Super smart. I mean, for for you too, it's also like this perfect storm of WrestleMania and in New Orleans. And in New Orleans. (laughs) So if the event of wrestling wasn't enough, we were in the <laughs> easiest city to get completely shit face in yeah. ever. It was, yeah, it was super, super fun. It's just, yeah. And then they immediately start like, so WrestleMania is basically their Super Bowl. And mm. then the Monday after, they have it on Sunday, the Monday after they start Raw and then Tuesday they do SmackDown, which basically starts their new season immediately. Wow. Yeah. So these guys do not stop. They're, yeah. A lot like Broadway performers where they're just sure. like constantly going, constantly performing. It's really impressive. It's very cool. So how did it like compare to because you've been to a lot of wrestling events now. Yeah. But this is your first WrestleMania, right? No, I went to WrestleMania. First WrestleMania was with Jarrett Sleeper and Mamrie last year in Orlando. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that was one of those things where we had never been before. There were no expectations. So everything was just like amazing. I'm, right. Sure. I barely made it to WrestleMania last year because we all got there the night before, went out the night before, and I couldn't even like get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> they went to Rainforest Cafe, Mamrie and Jarrett. Sure. I don't know how they did it. And I just tried to save up all of my energy. But this year, um, they they actually invited us down the WWE. And so we got to do um, some of the events beforehand. I saw you got very dressed up. Yeah, we went and saw the Hall of Fame, which was really cool. And it's basically like their Oscars where they induct a a bunch of different wrestlers and performers and then they give speeches. Uh, And it's funny to see all the wrestlers like in like formal wear, which is kind of like silly, but a lot of very very tight suits. Yeah, a lot of (laughs) custom suits happening in that audience. Uh, Yeah, and then we went to this other wrestling event the night before WrestleMania that were these two others. Um, it was, what was it? It was two other Impact Wrestling and, uh, shoot, I'm going to forget it, but it was two other like genres or whatever uh-huh. you call them, sectors of wrestling that aren't up to WWE yet. Sure. It was so amazing. It was so athletic because these are all the guys that are hungry to get into WWE. Sure. And so they have all these events in the city, uh, these like underground events. And it was so, so cool. So it was just a lot of body oiled bodies all weekend. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was super fun and it was really cool. And I keep telling myself, this is my retirement plan is that I'm going to be a WWE wrestler. 
Okay, yep. that's your retirement plan. That's my retirement plan. So when you're like reaching into retirement age, yeah, you're gonna step into the ring. Yeah, the the YouTube <laughs> flame is dwindling for me, and the WWE <laughs> flame is getting brighter and brighter every month that uh, that I continue. Yeah, but what would be if you had like an event that you either have gone to or haven't gone to, like hmm. spectacle? Yeah, that you want to go to or have gone to that was like, oh my god, that was. Insane. Do you mean like a sporting event? Whatever that is to you, like, what's the your WrestleMania to you? I mean, I've, I think for years, I, the answer would be like, it would my dream would be like to play a baseball game, like a professional baseball game, to play in it. Yeah, ah. but, but I mean, I think now actually, I'm getting really into cars. Okay, so I would like, I I think that would be like the thing I would want to do now is like go race car driving. That yeah, seems you can like, do that here. Yeah, I know. There but, are tracks. Yeah, I know. Um, and I'm starting to kind of learn about that stuff. Cool. It's super interesting. It's funny because like, I didn't have a car for so long because you and I lived in New York. Right. And, you, know, you don't have cars, whatever. Um, but being out in LA, car culture is obviously so big here because obviously it's like right. the way you get around. And um, I've gotten like really into cars. I've gotten really into like motorcycles and learning to ride oh, right. a motorcycle Yeah, we talked now. about that. Yeah. yeah. And so... Um, and the more I kind of get into it, the more I find that I really enjoy it and I like it. And I cool. find it fascinating and interesting. And like, I want to like eventually make enough money to like restore my own car and things like that. Nice. Like in like my garage or whatever. Um, I mean, make enough money so I can afford a house with a garage there you <laughs> go. is what yeah. I meant. Step by step. Anybody by step. can restore a car. Step by step. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that would be really, really fun to like, um, I saw this amazing photo the other day of, uh, Steve McQueen from like back in the day, like all decked out and like getting ready to like go racing in this like amazing souped up race car. And I was like, that, that is what I want to do. Is, that is your vision board now. Yeah, it is. Totally. Oh, I do have to make, um, I have to get this off my chest of the thing that I'm the most embarrassed about this weekend that happened okay. um, <laughs> that I literally just remembered because I pushed it deep down inside of me. <laughs> uh, so at the inductee ceremony for the Hall of Fame, um, wrestlers, you know, introduce other wrestlers and wrestlers uh, usually do like kind of bits and shticks and whatever. And sure. they had um, this, the Dudley boys, which are a tag team, were getting inducted. And so they had this tag team, the edge. And now I'm forgetting what his tag team partner is, but um, they did a whole shtick in the beginning, introducing the Dudley boys. Mm -hmm. And they're really, really funny. And then at the final party, Renee Young, who's been on the podcast, sure. she got me and Mamrie and a bunch of our friends into the final party after WrestleMania, where all the wrestlers are there and they're getting trashed and having a good time because they just finished their Super Bowl and sure. they're dressed up. And it was really awesome. And we were very, very drunk. And I never go up to anyone ever. But I, finally, like we hung out with a punch. Like we were just kind of talking to people here and there. And then I, I thought I saw the edge. And I walked up and I tapped him on the shoulder and I was like, hi, your um, Hall of Fame speech was just really funny. And I really wanted to let you know that. And he goes, I didn't give a speech. Oh, no. And then I was like, <gasps> and I looked at him, I turned around and Brooks was right there. He goes, that's big cast. That's not the edge. And I was like, oh, my God, we need to leave now. And I like bolted out of the oh. party and went back upstairs, which was about the time we should have left the party anyway. Sure, sure, sure. But I was mortified, mortified, yeah. mortified. So I was like, I never go up to anyone. Yeah. I was like so sure that, that was him. To be fair, uh, Big Cast, if you are listening to our podcast, I know you're an avid fan. I'm very, very sorry. And to the <laughs> edge, 
you got to admit you guys look alike. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. There's uh, like a Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton thing going on. Yeah. There. Also, I had a lot of vodka sodas in my system at that point. So it was it was anybody's game. I'm sure these things happen. Um, it probably wasn't as bad for the other side as it was for you. But oh, for I, sure. But I am with you, man. Yeah. I do not handle those kinds of embarrassing moments very well. Oh, and this will live in me as yeah. this cringeworthy for, I mean, I literally was watching <laughs> SmackDown last night at Big Cast, or no, I was watching, um, I'm sorry, the, the Andre the Giant documentary and yeah. uh, Big Cast is in there and he's in this other Finn Balor documentary I was watching. And now and every time every you see him. every single time, my, my, just a quick clench of <laughs> my heart and my chest and I go, God dang it. I really wanted to really, you know, give a nice compliment to someone that I thought did a good job. And it totally backfired. And it totally backfired. So that'll keep me from ever walking up to any wrestler ever <laughs> again for at least a good decade. Yeah, so. I uh, I uh, tweeted this uh, a couple of weeks ago and I got um, an amazing response because I it? thought it was a very personal thing, but I guess a lot of people can relate to it. Uh -huh. I wrote... If I've ever done anything even remotely mean or awkward to you, don't worry. Know that I've been obsessively replaying it in my brain on an endless loop along with every other thing I've ever felt bad about for my entire life. Yep. And uh, it sounds like uh, you happens, can relate to that. Happens to, yeah. There's, and then you're now added to your loop. Added, just added <laughs> another, another one to the Rolodex. <laughs> it's really good. I know I've seen those memes that are like uh, the Scream uh, painting, yes. which is like me at 6 a.m. remembering a conversation I had 11 years ago and what oh. I should have said instead of what I did say. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so that's, you know, literally, one of those. Literally me. Um, but someone else that I think has a wonderfully no filter. Oh, yeah. Uh, Very like unashamed. <laughs> yeah, which is so refreshing and I love it. I and I'm so glad that she's back on our podcast again because I feel like we only hit the tip of the iceberg the first time she was here. Agreed. Uh, Megan Ranks is here, you guys. This is so exciting. And fellow podcaster. Fellow podcaster. I got to do her podcast a couple weeks ago. It was awesome. That's out. You can listen to it. She also has a brand new movie coming out called The Honor List, uh, which will be out on May 11th and then available for DVD, DVD on, on the 15th. On yeah. the 15th. And she'll, she tells us all about it. It sounds amazing. It's her initial seed of an idea that actually became a film, which is impossible to do. I know. It's incredible. So I'm really glad that she's here with us. So without further ado. Uh, delay. Let's uh, take a quick break and talk to Megan Ranks. Awesome. Not, not too deep. With Grace Heidbeck. Support for today's show comes from Third Love. Armed with the measurements of millions of women, Third Love bras are designed to fit real women. That's right. I'm talking about bras. And I can say firsthand, I love this company. They sent me um, a couple different bras. And as a huge proponent of only wearing sports bras because I've just given up. I can say these are the equivalent of wearing a comfortable sports bra. They are so absolutely wonderful and have restored my faith in traditional bras again. There's no more awkward fitting room experiences because you can use their Fit Finder quiz and it helps you identify your breast shape and find styles that fit your body in less than one minute. You just answer a few simple questions. They have 60 sizes ranging from double A through G, including half cup sizing, which is the first time I've ever heard of this, which makes so much sense because not everyone is specific to one singular size. Third Love guarantees a perfect fit and they value their comfort and quality with straps that won't slip, ultra soft smoothing fabrics and lightweight memory foam cups. Labels are even tagless, so they're not itchy. You ladies know what I'm talking about. So plus, oh, even get this, they go above and beyond. Returns and exchanges are always free and easy. 
Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering you, my beautiful listeners that like to wear bras, 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash grace. Now to find your f- perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash grace for 15% off today. Not, not too deep. Guess what, Grace? I have one singular guess. Go for it. It's today's episode of Not Too Deep sponsored by our dear friends over at Squarespace. Whoa, are you psychic? How I'm, did you know? I just had this, like, <laughs> these are the thoughts I had. I had think it, dream it, make it with Squarespace. I don't know. That was just in my head. I oh, rolling around. Wow. Okay. So yeah. you definitely have some sort of medium powers. I really feel like clairvoyancy is becoming stronger as I get older. Well, do you have in your brain mm-hmm. the um, also the idea that they've got beautiful templates Ooh, yes. created by world-class designers? I see that. Because they make it easy to turn your idea into a new and unique website. I've also predicted that um, you can customize everything Mm -hmm. from look and feel to settings and products. Mm -hmm. And I see that you... Uh, it's all optimized for mobile right out of the box. Right out of the box. Yeah, with built-in search engine optimization. Did you also know, Psychic Grace, Mm -hmm. that you can showcase your work, blog, or publish content, announce a special product, even sell products and services of all kinds? In just a few clicks. I did. I knew that. Um, and wow, then I also. impressive. Yeah. I also knew that you can use Squarespace's analytics to help it grow in real time and that there is nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. And I just had a vision. Wow. Okay. Well, just so you guys know, but if you do have a question, mm-hmm. they've got award winning 24 7 customer support there to help you out, which oh. you probably felt their presence too. Yeah. Their I mean, guiding hand. You know what they say <laughs> keep dreaming, but make it a reality with a website from Squarespace. But here's the thing. Mm hmm. Let's say, I don't know, I wanted to start a free trial. How would I go about doing that? Um, you know, there's this voice in my head that says squarespace.com slash grace. And, you know, when you're ready to launch, mm. you can use the offer code grace, G-R-A-C-E, to save 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash grace, offer code grace. I'm going to go build a website that advertises all of my new psychic abilities. Wow. All right. Wow. <laughs> very soothing. <laughs> Do you listen to true crimes podcasts or like cold cases? I was listening to my favorite murder on the way here. Oh yeah, yeah. Those girls are great. Uh, yeah, we got to get them on the podcast. Yeah, they're buds. They um, uh, I just finished Atlanta Monster. Oh, I haven't listened to it. It's good. Is it storytelling? It is storytelling. However, without spoiling it, the, I wish the ending wasn't. I'm hoping that because There's more. Yeah, I'm hoping that because the story isn't presented the way it has that the public something happens and it okay. gets added to okay yeah because i don't like the story telly e ones because i get too scared like if they're trying yeah. to creep me out they're like and then he walks through with a knife well like, no it's ugh. actually not like that it's more docu style like, interviews yeah it's a ton of okay. interviews and stuff like that and it's really just really fascinating and also like terrifying okay and also kind of plays on that whole like possibly wrongfully accused <gasps> Oh, yeah. like that. What was yeah. that one Netflix or no the HBO the HBO making a murderer? No, 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 no. The HBO it was a mini night of. series. Oh, the night of. Nope, not that. I watched five minutes of that and I was like, this is not a Megan show. Yeah, it, that's <laughs> that show's intense. great. It is, no, within the first, Moth tried to convince me. He's like, you know, I think you'll be able to watch it. My friend Aislinn was over. She goes, I really, like, I've read about this and it's really not a Megan movie. She can't even handle across the universe when it's like trippy drug <laughs> scenes. So, like, I really don't think it, it's like five yeah. minutes in. There's like drugs. People are like, there's blood everywhere. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it gives you a lot of anxiety. So then, what is the show you're trying okay. to think of? Oz? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, oh the Jinx. Durst, Did you watch that? Yes. Oh, big time. Okay, so I'm obsessed that with that. Great. So that's what I like when 
like even if you're like it's a frustrating thing so like i can yeah. listen to a podcast where you're like i hope something happens now you isn't like he that. getting retried yeah he is right yeah. because of that documentary he gets the guilty burps the uh <laughs> yeah. so the you'd love wild wild country then okay that new th- uh, thing on netflix it's about drugs no it's okay. about like a cult oh and is it's there drugs in the cult uh hard to say okay the, do you see them i'm uh, just not good with seeing drugs no you don't see any of that cool I you don't, don't like think, no. seeing drugs. No, I also went to school in Riverside, so okay. had to see a lot. All right, <laughs> like a it. lot. Hey guys, Megan Rice is here on the podcast. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> she's back. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be here. I feel like you've lived ten thousand lives since the last time you were on this podcast, <gasps> and I want to hear all about. Oh my it. gosh, well, I, maybe I have. You ha- well, one. Uh, I got to be on your podcast yes. a few months ago, which is super super fun. And how's that going? It's good, right, guys? Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> You know, that produces the podcast. It's literally here. sitting here. Yes. <laughs> it's fun. I really like it. I'm getting so many DMs now, like because we're on hiatus in between stuff. Well, okay. maybe we're not on hiatus when this is out. Are we? I don't know. Math. We'll, we'll be back. Yeah, we'll be but back I'm getting all now. these DMs of people being like, "Your podcast is on hiatus, and I need help now." Well, so, like, it's awesome. It's called "Don't Blame Me." People mm-hmm. don't know, and you basically get a bunch of voicemails and emails and things like that of people. It's very like love line esque, mm-hmm. yep. asking for advice, and it's really cool. It's but fun. I can imagine that it goes from like very lighthearted questions to very very oh, severe, yes. serious. Oh yeah, stuff. very dark. Some, yeah. some of them. The Lisa Schwartz episode has like the epitome of going from like very light to like the darkest the show has ever gone, and Whoa. I was like, I'm so sorry. But I think that's what's fascinating, right? I mean, you watch all those or you like think about all those kind of um, like crime scenarios because mm-hmm. they're so dark. And so like being able to hear real people talk about things that are real, yeah. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. Well, I hope all the people that have DM'd you get excited that maybe by now the podcast might yes. be back. Who knows? Or helping or hurting more people unintentionally. No, it's back. <laughs> it, just go to don't blame me dot show. There you go. Uh, but today we're here to talk about your new movie. <laughs> oh! The honor list. Yeah. Okay. So tell me how this started from like start to finish. You, it's your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You came up with this. Yeah. You've been talking yeah. about this movie for a while. For and it's finally years. Finally coming out. Yeah. I'm terrified. Very in a good exciting. Way. So how did it start? Um, so it started with uh, just a typical phone call with my agents uh-huh. um, or maybe it was in person um, and they just threw out that whole thing of the casual like, oh, you know, and Megan, if you ever, uh, I know you've been auditioning for a bunch of stuff, but if you ever want to come up with something of your own, like, yeah. like write a treatment for it, we can totally get a writer. And I was very green and I was like, this is my homework. I must do this now. Yeah. And so I, um, and I've always been into writing, uh, except I just can't write dialogue without sounding. Everyone sounds like me and, and it's just like Gilmore Girls all over <laughs> again. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I had written a treatment for, I think, five or six different projects and I kept coming back to this one. Yeah. And originally it was called um, Honored when I was writing all of that stuff. And then I submitted it to my agents with a couple of other ones and they and I prefaced it with being like this one's my favorite yeah and they were like oh wait we really like this also we totally d- forgot we told you to do this and can't believe you did it <laughs> and wow, so you did your homework I very much into doing my homework I'm not that prompt anymore they're like whatever happened to that girl I'm like oh. that girl got tired and jaded hey <laughs> join the club lady <laughs> um and yeah so then from there I met with a bunch of different writers mm-hmm. uh probably an embarrassing amount that everyone was like just pick one <laughs> 
because I just I'm I'm very nitpicky, which anyone who knows me can see. I'm an insane perfectionist. Um, and also when it's your original idea, you get the lo- like you you get yeah. to be and selective. It's giving up something that I'm like I don't feel confident enough to write the script of this. Like I don't right. know how to write a script of a movie, but this is like a story that I am. It's fleshed out enough that like I really don't want to give it to somebody who I don't trust. Right. And so then um, I ended up meeting with uh, a writer named Marilyn Fu, who I had known before previous to this because she had written this movie called Sister of the Night mm-hmm. that was directed by Karen who, who also who directed uh, my movie yeah oh awesome yeah. the smallest of worlds it is so, the smallest yeah, of worlds yeah these Venn diagrams exactly yeah, yeah. so um, yeah and I knew Marilyn was going to be the perfect writer because immediately after we had like met and talked she mm-hmm. called me maybe like 10 minutes later and without even saying who it was she was like do you think Isabella would have done this this or this <laughs> and I was like Oh my God, yes. And you're, you're just, asking all the right questions. Exactly. Yeah, and it was, it was hard because I met with a lot of male writers too who then right. it, it the story Ugh, just like We're went. the worst. <laughs> I mean, not a good <laughs> you time said for you it. guys. No, it's not. It's really not a good time. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's cool that you got a, yeah. a, a great female writer. And she and I were just super connected on everything, which was awesome. And then from there, uh, my management had sent it around uh, to some other production teams. And then we ended up with uh, Sinistar, who's Zoe's held on as production company. They Very were really cool. interested and they've got um, a first look deal at Lionsgate. And so then that was our first pitch. And I definitely was like, oh, cool. We're just like going in for the, the big guns. Like yeah. you can't start like small with like, you know, like nope. one of the other like tiny things. Like, no, cool. We'll go here. Jump so into the deep end. It was the first pitch I'd like ever done. And um, then right in there in the room, it was like, yeah, we love it. And we pitched it to a room of men which was really cool to like have a room of men be into a story that was just girls yeah and all tell about us them. Like, yeah what is the story yeah so it's about four girls who have been best friends since they were freshmen or since since they were like childhood friends all growing mm-hmm. up and um they uh when they're freshmen in high school they have this massive falling out and then we kind of cut to their senior year mm-hmm. and none of them are friends anymore so uh-huh. we don't understand what's really happened in between then and they're all in these different social groups and friend circles and as you can see from the trailer um there's like a some a big event happens which brings them back together mm-hmm. and uh, they decide that they're going to do this bucket list yeah that was like a list of things that they had said they were going to complete by the end of their senior year. And they decided to do that, which is based on a bucket list that my best friend Sydney and I wrote and didn't do anything on. We, we, so this is a wish fulfillment fantasy. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. We stayed up and watched the sunrise. Like we stayed up until like, yeah, we stayed up and watched the sunrise. That was, we stayed up for 24 hours straight. That's the only thing we did. And then her mom <laughs> threw away the list because she thought it was trash. Oh no. So you don't even have the <laughs> no, list anymore. Do you remember like, any circle. other things on it? I, we were, t- so I just saw her and we were uh-huh. talking about how much um, we wish because we had like broad goals on there that right. were like, make out with a boy. But then we had like really <laughs> nice. specific ones. I did. <laughs> I did. Thank you so much. It was a big win. <laughs> did it. Um, but then we had like really specific ones, like make out with blank specific guy. Got it. And I just really want to know who as freshmen did we put on like the top of the totem pole? Right. That, like, by the time then, as we were seniors, like I really wish I had known. Oh, that you could look at now. Yeah, like, if only you could see them now. How have they aged? <laughs> and I think we said like get into NYU and like a bunch of stuff that both of us, by the time we were juniors, I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to go to NYU. I don't want to spend all that money and go to college. <laughs> but also that sounds like a very... Um, mature list instead of being like I'm gonna do a keg stand at a college party I mean we probably also had that (laughs) but I mean yeah we were also nerdy then too which is why I think it was like probably a very innocent list yeah which is kind of the same thing uh with in the movie it's like they're writing it when they're like 14 15 years old right and so everything on there is like relatively innocent they're not like they haven't grown up and matured through high school yet so a lot of it's 
And does it take stuff. place in current time, current yeah. day? It takes place in current day. Um, and yeah, it's like a in the 2000. We've got iPhones. OK, I was going to say, <laughs> is there a social media element to it? Or did you guys try to steer clear of that? Because I feel like a, that always gets very misinterpreted sometimes or just gets yeah. overly complicated. I get very, uh, uh, very, very annoyed with that stuff. And the only movie that I've seen, like the trailer, have you seen the trailer for Bo Burnham's movie? Uh, it's great. Yes, I did. It looks so good. And that one, I was like, this one, social media, totally, I, I totally am for it. It plays a part. Yeah. Because he's also, it's a huge character in all of that. Mm-hmm. For ours, like it's it's there, like it's Instagram, like we reference sure. that kind of stuff. But um, that was a huge thing with the directors that we were meeting to go with. And we ended up going with this fantastic woman named Melissa. She was the only one in the meetings who wasn't like, and then we'll have a whole thing where we just like always see on the screen is everyone's Instagram accounts. Oh boy. You're saying the wrong thing. Yeah. It feels very now and then. Yeah. It has that kind of vibe to it where it feels very nostalgic even though it takes place in Mm -hmm. current day which I think is really cool especially for four female friends Mm -hmm. because I feel like now young girls in high school friendships are so disjointed or they're very like stilted and they're not very like being able to showcase that Mm -hmm. show female friendships like in a real way I think is really important. Which yeah. is so exciting for you. I'm excited. So, is there anything in the movie that you're really excited about or nervous about? I saw you were that it's referencing rated- something specific. Uh-huh. I, I saw am. it was rated PG 13 for partial nudity. Yep, that's, yep. What we're, that's what we're getting at. Yep, that's what I'm nervous for. The is it partial you? nudity. Um, without giving anything away, because it is a very surprise moment in okay. the movie. Um, I was a part of it. Okay. And let's just say what you, the thing that's less, ner- I'm less nervous for people to see it. Uh huh. Um, more it was it was more nerve wracking filming it because when you do partial nudity um, and it's partial nudity on camera in order to look partially naked on camera you are far more naked on set yeah in front <laughs> yeah, of a crew sure. of people and in this case uh, about 200 extras oh my gosh yep, yep yep they never came back we were scarred for life actually they did come <laughs> back and we had this some of the same extras in a following scene um, for oh that boy. we shot like two days later uh, and we walk in and they just start saying the lines that we said and like referencing yeah. it and all of us our faces go she white we're like oh my god you saw my naked <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and they were just like smiling laughing at us we're like I'm gonna die I'm uh, gonna die right here Hollywood is so glamorous it's so glamorous uh, but this is your movie you have no one to blame but yourself <laughs> that's true every time we had to do something terrible the girls yeah. would be like this is all your fault you know that right like you did this to us this is all your fault but I can imagine that it made you guys off camera even closer friends oh immediately we had to shoot the scene that required the partial nudity uh-huh. on like it was at the school location which was our first week maybe day two or day three are you serious and, mm-hmm. So we well, you got it out of the way. We did, but we had known each other for maybe a week before that. Oh, yeah. boy. Um, and uh, we all went to go get uh, bikini waxes together. So within the That's first like, week of knowing each other, like yeah. Sasha's just like looking at my vagina as I'm screaming. <laughs> it was very, it was very bonding. Yeah, that was either going to, yeah. you guys were going to be friends or you would delete each other's phone numbers Com- after yeah. that. <laughs> when you get to that place and you're just like naked in front of hundreds of people with yeah. these other girls that you, and when you see it, it like in the movie when it happens, um, I mean, I wish I could like explain like really what it is. It's just more awkward. Oh, yeah. Just in person always. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's very artistic and well done in the movie. And then a fun little nugget for everyone listening when you go see it. Just imagine every single crew Mm -hmm. member that's just, you know, eating craft services, standing Uh on the side outside of that frame. Yep. And how fun that must have been. Oh, yeah. And then also remember when crowds have to cheer 
Um, yeah. That goes in later. So everyone just silently cheering. <laughs> so you never feel more supported than when you're naked and everyone's supposed to be supporting you and cheering uh, you, but you can't hear it. That's so funny. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so awkward. It's so awkward. It, it's so also, awkward. it must make any slightly awkward thing that you had to do oh. later seem like child's play. One, I've never, now to this point, there's never going to be anything more awkward and uncomfortable. Also, you never realize how. Like nudity, I've had to do like br- scenes where I'm in my bra and underwear, sure. or like other scenes for things where like it's like a hookup scene. Right. But like you're protected by the fact that like it's supposed, like you're like you know it's supposed to be sexy. They're gonna right. make it look sexy. When nudity's done for comedy, they don't care if you're sexy. It's yeah. supposed to be funny. To be yeah. Funny. So you're like nobody here is protecting that I'm gonna like supposed to look super hot. Like that's not yep. the point. Like it's just you're supposed to laugh at my naked body. Like cool, <laughs> nice. That's funny. I love this. Oh, the Again, themes you created. This. I <laughs> I did. I know. Um, is there, without spoiling too much, is there a scene that was the most fun to shoot or like the hardest to shoot in that like you laughed too much or oh it was my like gosh. too ridiculous? Um, other any, than this nudity. That one was definitely the hardest because we also had lines. And oh apparently there was one point where we do the thing or whatever. And then I just didn't say my line. And I just kept like looking around at the crowd <laughs> and everyone. And they're like, Megan, your line. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I completely couldn't. But any scene that was um, uh, that was just like all the girls together, like Mm -hmm. it was that was always really hard just because we had so many inside jokes from the very, very, very beginning that we would just communicate solely with that. And Uh. we're laughing so hard all the time. So I think the scenes... Um, the scenes where we're supposed to be angry with each other and fighting because like the the girls aren't friends like until yeah. really like you don't they don't start the movie off as friends so it's a lot of like animosity but we're all really close so right. it became like we're laughing and then be like oh shit I'm supposed to hate you yeah. um, right, right. <laughs> let me try that again but there's there's another scene that involves um, eating a copious amount of food that was one where I we just could also just not stop laughing because it was <laughs> we did a lot of like things that were like terribly miserable but super funny that's the Time. Yeah. So you actually had to like eat on camera then? Um, we had to eat on camera, except we didn't. We weren't allowed to necessarily swallow because of how we shot it. So it would be like a close up on one person and the camera would like spin and spin. Uh-huh. So by the time the camera came back to you, you still had to have the same amount of food in your mouth. So you just oh, have like boy. gushy food. And then we had separate spit buckets. But then we all just started sharing one spit bucket. Ugh. That's real yeah. friendship. Or the lake day because it was super cold. And I just be- kept being like, am I allowed to pee in the lake? And Sasha goes, it's really cold. Could you pee? And I was like, sure. <laughs> Just like, Thank so you. Funny. Where did you guys film? Um, so we shot. Uh, I mean, we all shot in LA. Mm-hmm. So we did some stuff in Santa Monica. We did some stuff on uh, Mount Will. Is the Mount Wilson the real name or the name in the movie? Is Mount Wilson a real place? I don't know. I don't know. Is it a real place? It's a real place. It's a real okay. place. It's also what we reference in the movie. Cool. Um, so I was like, cool. So we shot there. Um, our lake scene was. I just, I, it looks so beautiful on film and I'm so happy it looks so beautiful because it was <laughs> one of the grossest things in, my, in the entire world. My hair was like hard for days. <laughs> I was just, it was like swimming in a sewer. I think that was somewhere in Malibu, but not the ocean. Got it. Um, and then, yeah, we shot just like a bunch of random, random places in LA. That's so fun. Now, you've seen, obviously, the full movie. Have you seen it in a room of other people watching the movie? No. So the only, so I've, I've, I've seen 
every draft of it. Mm-hmm. So I've seen what, and that was all just like private links on my computer and stuff to give notes and edits and stuff. Right. And so the last cut I've seen, it, it, does, it doesn't have the audio mixed and didn't have the coloring, okay. which completely changes it all. And so that I've, I saw that with, um, that's like the locked version with all of the girls. So me, Sasha, Arden and Carucci and our director, mm-hmm. we all watched that together at our director's house. Um, and I haven't seen like the final, final, final mixed version. And I'm saving that until we go to the film festival and I have to watch it because I just want to like limit the amount of times <laughs> I have to watch the movie with other people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You don't have to, by the me. way. I've, I've been in your shoes where yeah. you don't want to watch your work because you've, yeah. you've seen it too many times. You want to watch with everybody in the room. If you're at a film festival, you can, you know, go in the lobby during the awkward scenes and then come back in. Okay. Yeah, we didn't watch Dirty 30 with the audience. We came out, introduced it, and then ran backstage and then came out like halfway or towards the end. But you did watch your first movie. I remember going to your first screening. We did uh, Camp Dakota. We did a screening. Yeah. And you guys were so like, ooh. Yeah, that's going to be me. Yeah. But we did a screening. It was like at at WME, like at their offices for like executives and then like close friends. And yeah, yeah, and we just sat in the back and we were all super nervous. Then all of a sudden you just hear this clink and it was a tiny little airplane bottle of vodka that we had brought with us. Just roll down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were just chugging in the car because we were all so nervous about just seeing it. It's nerve wracking to watch your work in a room full of people. Yeah, and to hear if jokes yeah. land and to hear yeah. if like moments, you know, make sense to people and yeah, the whole thing. It's yeah. And when you're a part of something from the beginning, you can't really blame it on anything else. Right. And so like you're kind of like it's you're so exposed in the sense of being like, wow, if you don't like this, like I can't even be like, wow, I know. I mean, I got cast in it. Like, no, I cast myself in this. Like, oh, yeah. I, this right, is right, right. this is something that when you're a part of from the beginning, you're like, I can't hide behind saying that somebody else screwed anything up because if someone screwed up, it was me. No, so, exactly. You're like, uh, we're this is us. This is yeah. our project. This right. is the yeah. thing. Wait, what festival are you guys going to? The Bentonville Film Festival in Arkansas. Ooh, Ooh. it's Gina Davis's film festival, <gasps> which I I might just like swarm her and just like talk about how much I love her. Yeah, big time. Well, we are big fans I'm of Gina obsessed. Davis. Uh, Megan was just on the Popcorn Podcast talking about A League of Their Own. Oh, oh there you go. Which is your favorite movie, right? It is one of my favorite movies. It yeah. is so good. Yeah, I and she's so good. So long. Oh, I thought you said ever. No, I've seen it when I was younger, but that's, we were talking about that last time. I haven't seen it in so long. It's, it's The cast is insane. It's insane. It's fa- Madonna's beautiful in it. Rosie's not, I mean. Rosie's my favorite character. Everyone. It's, yeah, it's so good. such a great movie. And talk about female empowerment. Yeah, and Gina Davis and is really time yeah. yeah and gina davis is great because she like runs like the gina davis institute mm-hmm. now so she's all about like uh empowering women in the industry which i think is like super yeah. super cool so you guys should be like friends i, I think i think I mean, I mean that's what i'm putting into the universe yeah, yeah. I make mean, it happen bring a bring like a soft pitch with you to mm-hmm. present to her be like you're my mom here's yes. my idea <laughs> right yeah. hey gina you want to be my older sister too that's cool any of it do it any of it um now, you had to take a ton of time off from YouTube while you were mm-hmm. doing the movie. Have you now since been like getting back into that or because, girl, I think you and I are on the exact same page about YouTube. Well, <laughs> I mean, we are doing Don't Blame Me on your channel. We now. are, which has been fantastic. Yeah, the audience seems yeah. to like that. It, they like it. it. It adds something for me to upload. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think. I love being on set and I love doing things like that. Mm-hmm. I've never, and I think people can watch my videos like from the beginning. I've never been great at 
every part of what it takes to be a YouTuber in the sense sure. like I'm not a solid editor. Like I'm like when you're creating content, you have to be like the director, the producer, the writer, yeah, the all editor, all that stuff. And I'm like, you know, I can wear like a couple hats, but I don't want to wear all of the hats all the time. Right. And so um, getting back into it, like I think it's also just hard because like you see like just the fluctuation of like what is popular and people yeah. are into. And I'm really not good at being fake and doing stuff I don't want to do. No, for sure. And if even when you and we felt this on Dirty 30, when you step away for even just like a couple of months, the whole landscape changes. Yes. And then you're just like, yeah, is this something so I want to be part of anymore? <laughs> yeah. And it's like when you binge watch a show and you're watching it, it's great. And then it comes back for its second season. And then yeah. you're like, oh, I don't like this. Like I was yeah, only yeah. into this because like you get like caught up in all of it. It's and, a timing thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's just hard because the things that people like to film are not the things that people necessarily enjoy watching as much. Right. Yeah. Um, it's but, a whole different taste level now, yeah. I think. I still watch all of your shit, though, by the way. God bless. I don't watch... Really anyone, binging with Babish, you, sorted food. God bless those boys. I love them. Um, well, you love food. I do love food. And I just watched you make um, Taco Bell uh, chicken uh, quesadilla. Yeah. Big fan. Thank you. I literally am <laughs> just doing, I'm like, what do I want to do for myself that I can turn a camera yes. on while I'm doing it? Smart. And make some content I just keep filming, it. making my friend's birthday cakes. Yeah, That's no. literally all I do. I'm it's like, great. I film my podcast and we're already doing it. And um, also I had to make my friend a birthday cake. So let's film that. No, exactly. I'm so with you. Except anything else, I just feel if I sit down to try, let's think of a creative idea. My brain just literally Goo. goes off mm -hmm. and goes, what if there's a new episode of Real Housewives on? We could do yeah. that instead. Yeah, it's like, Unreal. Have you caught up on Unreal? Oh my God. Are you I caught up? No. Uh, don't get her started on okay. Unreal. One She's episode obsessed. that I haven't. Wait. Okay. So I'm only two episodes one. in. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm past that. And you know, Melvin Gregg's in it clearly. Have you seen him pop up? Oh Wait. yeah. 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 It's Wait, phenomenal. He's a social media star, right? Yes. He just like pop, yeah. keeps popping up. And every time I forget that he's in the show, I'm like, oh my God, Melvin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's really great. great. I love that show. It's, oh, it's I'm so obsessed. fun because I just recently, I'm so late to the Bachelorette game and Bachelor oh, same, game. Same. And so started watching that. Watched Unreal, then started watching The Bachelor mm. and was like, oh, this is hard to watch in reverse now because there's yeah, too much. Yeah, because now you know how it all works. Yeah, or at least like the what you think is how it all works. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we talked to Thomas Middleditch about it forever. Forever, <laughs> yes. You want to hear about Unreal, listen to that episode. Ooh, I'm going to listen then. Uh, it's So what else are you working on now? I mean, you're going to get ready into this whole press thing, yeah. which is going to be nuts. And you're going to have that feeling of like, am I saying the same thing that oh. I really mean now? I'm just saying the same thing for the billionth time. I feel like my, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell a story. And then every time I do another interview, this I'm just going to take out le like more and more words. And by the yeah. end, I'm like, movie, done, me, uh-huh. And I'm like so scared <laughs> that I'm just going to like keep like summarizing my own words so they no longer make sense. Um, That's a great idea. Yeah, it's like I, a performance right? art piece. But, oh, call least, me Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> you and uh, all the girls will be able to do it together, right? Yeah, we're doing oh, a lot of the fun. press together. Um, everyone's got different like scheduling stuff, but yeah. my the month of May for me, it's just funny. I finally pulled up my uh, my Google Calendar, and every single day just has like those three dots where you have to expand every day because oh, yeah. you can't see anything, Ugh. and it's literally every single day through it. So that's gonna be crazy. But I'm excited Hi. because I feel like this has been something. I mean, I wrote the treat like I wrote the story treatment for this like probably three years ago. Wow. Something like that. Yeah. So it's kind of 
it's crazy that this is going to be, I don't know, like this has been my like my pet project for so like passion project for right. so long that I'm like, so once this is done, what do I do now? Yeah, yeah but it's such an accomplishment though, Megan. It's so hard to get things it's made. Next it's to impossible. It's so hard to get things made. Yeah. And the fact that you were able to make it happen within three years is really impressive. So congrats. Thanks. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was going to happen. The whole time I was like, I, am I being punked? Like the whole day, yeah. I thought I was going to check my bank account and all of my money was going to be gone because it was like, oh, surprise, you have to pay the crew. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time I was just like very like just nervous. Just shoot a drop. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the movie turned out really good. So I was just like, so what? what's the catch, everyone? Right, yeah. Right. When is the wool going to be pulled yeah. over my eyes right now? Yeah. yeah it's a, it's a, going to be bizarre, but it's going to be fun to run on adrenaline. Like you oh my just gosh. will be like, I'm a crazy person right now. Yeah. And I need to learn how to swear less because that's just my oh, biggest yeah. issue in interviews. Oh, yeah. Definitely need to improve that. I know. For yeah. sure. I did one You're interview. A bit of a potty mouth. <laughs> I did one interview like two weeks ago or something and I didn't swear the whole time. Good job. I think. Maybe if you just like pretend you're like, I don't know, in the principal's office or like oh. in church or something, that'll help you like. I've been to the principal's office. That one's, <laughs> that one's more familiar to me. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I said fuck on a live serious radio show like Ooh. two weeks ago. Oh, so no. Okay. Did okay. they just bleep you? Um, They didn't really. I We left the room really quickly and I was like, I said fuck. That was live. And they Whoops. were like, yeah, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. I said fuck during a live stream of um uh, a thing that I did with a. Uh, you know, a streaming network. <clears throat> and I sure. was, Megan was not, I was, I got a lot of eyeballs on me immediately and I got the, <laughs> the, the everything taken away and I was just like literally sinking into my seat being oh. like, can they still see me? <laughs> They're like, well, it's a live video feed. So yes, they can still see you just sinking into your chair. Well, if you need to get it all out before you start your press tour, you can do it here. This is a safe Thank space. You. Yeah, just get, Thank it, you. get it the fuck out of your system. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just watched one press thing we do with Pop Sugar and they bleep every other word that I'm saying. And I'm like, I'm the only one like this. Oh my goodness. I think it's Ooh. endearing. It's the reason we like like Cardi B, right? Exactly. <laughs> she I mean, we have so much in common. Truly. Yeah. You are the internet's Cardi B. I, yeah. <laughs> I wish that was true. <laughs> like, I so wish that was true. Yeah, do I, you? I, do you? I do. She's amazing. <laughs> She's fantastic. Oh, God oh, bless. Cr- Nailed it. See? That Thanks, was Mal. really good. That was, really, that was also every Kardashian. Yeah. There. Who started it? I thought the Kardashians started it. Because I saw an interview with Millie Bobby Brown mm-hmm. on... Uh, Fallon yeah. just doing that yeah. saying that's how much she loved the Kardashians but who knows who started it I don't who know. knows everything Ugh. comes from RuPaul that's what I figured true. out though oh, everything starts from RuPaul true. Yes. everything yeah. starts in drag culture mm-hmm. and yeah. then makes its way over and yep. then all the drag queens are like okay have fun with that yeah, word like, we used so 10 dumb. years yeah. ago yeah we've got new shit now <laughs> yeah. yeah Jack tell them what's up <laughs> I mean it's just funny to me that like people uh, like I didn't realize like, like yes queen like all of that stuff comes from that, that world mm-hmm. like, it was it was like totally mind opening to me when I found out yeah and like so many of those phrases are like you said like from 20 years ago yeah yeah it's it's a lot but they're perfect they're just so leaps and bounds ahead of us it's amazing Uh, well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, Megan, hopefully you uh, would regale us with some answers from Twitter questions. Ooh, I can do that. All right. We'll be right back with Megan Ranks on Not Too Deep. Not Too Deep. 
deep. You sound exhausted, Jack. I know. I haven't been <laughs> sleeping well, Grace. Oh, well, thank God for today's sponsor. It's Who is Casper. It? Oh, the mattress guys. Yeah, Casper's a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. We talked about these guys tons of times on the show. They've been super supportive of Not Too Deep, and so we support them in more ways than one because yeah. they support us in more ways than one. We literally both have Casper mattresses. Hey, speaking of support, they have three different mattress models that supports you when you're sleeping. This is nuts. When they first started sponsoring us, they only had one. Now they have three. I'm weirdly proud of them as a company. <laughs> I know. They're growing. They're expanding. Yeah. They're diversifying. I love but it. But what are these models? They've got the original Casper, which I think is the... That's you know, what I have. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. like the classic. The classic. But there's also the Wave and the Essential. Oh, these are all so tantalizing. They are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry, which, by the way, is mm-hmm. the nicest thing anyone's ever said about my body. I mean... That's the classiest way to ever describe a human body. Natural geometry. My natural geometry. I will take it. Also, they have breathable designs that help you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night. So you're not doing that like kicking the blanket off and yeah. then feeling freezing and trying to find the blanket on the floor in the dark. And it's delivered right to your door in a small box. Yeah. Where you're like, it's mm, it's magic. This is not a mattress. You've sent me the wrong thing. It's such a small box that it's, yeah, it feels like you're being like delightfully pranked. Yeah. And then you open it up and you put your, you know, you, you lay your bed out and all of a sudden it just like. It just grows into this perfect size mattress. Yeah. And what's cool about that box too mm-hmm. is it's free shipping uh-huh. and free returns in the US and Canada. But here's the best part of Casper as a company and whole as a whole. This still is unbelievable to me is that they want to make sure that you fully love their product. They give you 100 nights risk-free sleep on trial. So you have 100 nights with your Casper mattress to decide if you actually want to keep it or not. And that's that's amazing to me too because if you're like, I want the original Casper, you can try it for 99 nights and go, mm, not for me. Never mind, I'm going to try the Wave. <laughs> try that for 99 nights and you're like, mm, not for me, I'm going to try the Essential. Try that for 99 nights and be like, mm. I mean, we're not suggesting to do this necessarily because you'll probably be satisfied immediately because <laughs> they're a great company, which is also interesting. But you have that option. But you have the option. You, you know you've got this release valve if you're like, Oh man, I really made a commitment here. Yeah, pull the ripcord. You don't have to worry about it. Because you spend one third of your life, did you know that, sleeping. Yeah. So you should be comfortable, which makes sense. And now they're offering $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash grace and using grace, G-R-A-C-E, at checkout. That's casper.com slash grace, offer code grace for $50 off your mattress purchase terms and conditions apply and after you're done listening to this episode sponsored by casper check out casper the podcast sponsored by casper it's an entire podcast about casper sponsored by casper meta i know available now on soundcloud apple Podcasts, and stitcher not, not too deep. i am very excited we have a new sponsor <gasps> on this episode of not too deep thrilling even i would say mm-hmm. and that is tripping.com do tell well here's the thing when i was a kid mm-hmm. when we would go on vacation as a family we would rarely stay in hotels really? we would stay in like vacation homes that okay. my dad would rent sure like either in like the mountains or at the beach and things like that Mm -hmm. and as i've gotten older i have been sort of um relegated to the tyranny of hotel stays whoa those are some big words thank you and uh what's cool about this this new company is um they are facilitators Mm -hmm. of helping you rent vacation homes oh that's cool yeah because when you 
staying in a home that you have all these advantages where like you can have like a fully stocked kitchen yeah there's more room especially if you're going as a family i think that's one of the reasons why my dad used to book us vacation homes is as a family there's a little more room to spread out everyone can have their own room and you have all the conveniences of things that you're used to in your home but it's also an adventure because it's brand new indeed and i i didn't realize because you know in the advent of you know booking your your travel arrangements via the internet Mm -hmm. it was all sort of hotel focused right well now with this with this new service tripping.com you don't have to visit a ton of different sites which is what i do when i book a vacation i literally have 10 tabs of expedia x y and z open well you don't need to worry about that if you're looking for a place to stay because on tripping.com one search lets you compare every home from the world's top vacation rental sites all in one place to find the best deal on your perfect vacation rental that's awesome yeah and i like i said like my dad would book these places because of all the things that vacation rentals have to offer, which is there's a little more privacy. Yeah, true. There's more space for everybody. Everyone's under one roof. Mm -hmm. There's more choices. You can have a fully stocked kitchen. You can have extra bedrooms. Some of these places even have like hot tubs. Plus, it's a more unique experience than staying in a hotel that's very standardized. I agree. You kind of feel like you're getting like the residential experience. Yeah, it's specific to that home. That's cool. Yeah, so I'm very excited about this new sponsor and thank you guys uh, for Thanks for supporting the show. Yeah, thanks for... Thanks for supporting us, Tripping. And uh, best of all, at Tripping.com, you can join the millions of travelers who find more savings with rates up to 80% less than traditional hotel rooms. Shoot. Yeah. So this year you can save time and money when you book the vacation home of your dreams with tripping.com slash grace. That's T-R-I-P-P-I-N-G dot com slash G-R-A-C-E. Find your perfect vacation rental at tripping.com slash grace. We are back with Megan Ranks. Um, the movie comes out May 11th. Yes, and then May 15th on DVD. Sweet. So May 11th, where it's available? Digital. Digital. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. That's so, very soon. That is, it's guys, it's ridiculously soon. Yeah, yeah from when days. this airs. Yeah. I mean, it still feels soon now from when, the time we're recording this. I'm terrified for people to see it. I hope that they like it. They're going to love it. I think it's great. It's a perfect time for themes like this. I think people are going to really like it. Um, okay. Speaking of people that like you, <gasps> Twitter questions. Yes. Here we go. Someone said, Bethany Stanley. Yes. OMG. I'm so happy. Ask her what's the most embarrassing thing she's ever done. Mm. And what is this uh, with the break in her podcast? Because I'm not happy about it. Oh. Well, <laughs> well. Guys, the sec- second half has already been answered. So sorry. We'll be back. We're coming back. We're probably already back now. We needed a little break. Yeah. yeah. Um, most embarrassing I've ever done. Yeah, um, that's a hard question. I definitely said this before, but I think probably the one that I always think back to is like first day of freshman year in high school. Um, I was going, I had a, chem, not chemistry, because I didn't take that <clears throat> class in high school. <laughs> was supposed to, <laughs> didn't do it. Um, uh, some some sort of like general science class freshman yeah. year. And uh, we have the kind of classrooms where they've got two doors and one door is usually where the teacher would enter. That's right at the front of the classroom. And the other one is in the back of the classroom. And I was late and I didn't know that. So I ran into the door where the teacher usually enters through and he was testing and showing everybody how the emergency shower works. And so the shower was on and there was water and I just like walked right into it, slipped, fell. And then he was like, oh my God, you must be Megan. I'm the only person (laughs) in class. And I was like, "Uh taking my distilled transition lenses at this point. So it was was nice. You knew how to make an entrance even back then. Yeah. That's like a scene from a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was good. I was just like, I hate my life. Uh, I think that's 
Pretty perfect. <laughs> so embarrassing. Okay. Bish, I'm savage, uh, says, give us a not too deep <laughs> exclusive about Marty. I'm intrigued. Oh. I don't know if you can. I saw you tweet about yeah. this. It seems oh my very God, cryptic. I totally can. No, I can. And by the time that this is uh, this is up, there'll be way more information. Yeah. Marty is a lifestyle brand that I launched. And <gasps> we just also started our subscription box, um, which is called the blank box. And mm-hmm. so that's like a monthly subscription box of like cute stationery and stuff. And our first month is themed after the movie. Amazing. And so, um, that's awesome. There's like a lot of very cute stuff in it. But then the regular shop, we sell like graphic tees and like cute water bottles and like to- like reusable like shopping bags and oh, that's awesome. notebooks and art prints, like some art prints that I painted and all that cool. stuff. So awesome. it's like cute. That's super. And that's like gonna- anthropology, but cheaper. I mean, I'm down. Right? Super down. We all needed it. Also, you've had this like whole fitness transformation happening over the last couple years. Yeah, you're like a maniac on that I, soul yeah, cycle right now. She came in hot talking about how her favorite soul <sighs> cycle dude is leaving <laughs> as if there was a death in her family. <laughs> so it is it's death in my dramatic. family. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, how did this evolution happen? Um, so I had very much been, so I grew up dancing. I didn't really, mm-hmm. did not really, I really did not do any sports. Not a single, I've never been on a sports team. That's a fun fact about Megan. Oh, fun. Yeah, does not play well with others. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the I had danced and done all that stuff. And then I had only really gotten into working out before I would shoot something. Right. So like I'd book something and I'm like, oh crap, like, let me go uh, Here's a work reason out, work to. out. And so I would have that incentive to work out. And then when I was done, shooting something I'd kind of stop and get off that train and that wagon again and stuff Um, and then so when we started shooting the season season two of the Hulu show Freakish Mm -hmm. I got into it and I knew it was coming so I had a little more time to prepare and I just got more into working out and I was able to enjoy it more it wasn't just doing it for something because I had so much of a build up Um, and then I just really liked it and then right after we started shooting that uh, we'd started the movie again so that was kind of this whole so yeah. I think they say it's like takes a couple, like 30 days or something to like make a habit. I heard 66 days. 66. Yeah. yeah. So it was enough time that I was doing it consistently for two back to back jobs. Right. And then by the time I was done, I was like, I'm just going to keep doing this. Endorphins and I got, feel great. Yeah. yeah. And it's so good great. And it's such a good way to fill your time when you're not working. Like it's yeah. so productive. And I get so bored not working like 12 hours a day. Right. I don't really even do well with like, oh, like I have one meeting here and something here. Like right. I like to be stressed to the point of ripping my hair out. Right. And so having something I have to do every day is great. And even though I'm unemployed now, all of my friends keep reminding me I'll be in great shape when I do get a job. That's very true. <laughs> so I'm like I could be a Marvel superhero. Uh, yeah. I can almost do a whole push up. Not from my knees. <laughs> Almost. Almost. Almost I, one. My wrist cracks after that, that time I chased Mots around and I like broke my wrist. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I, I have no follow up questions on All that right. story. Um, <laughs> Not too to arm wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to. Uh, Justin Alongo, which is kind of this question's along the same lines. Uh, what tip do you have to help people stay motivated enough to follow their passions? Ooh. I saw you tweeting about like fitness motivation, yeah. which I think is always really helpful. I think it is too. I just, I wish someone had told me earlier on when it comes to like working out, you see people who do seem to do everything and you're like, wow, Mm -hmm. how do they do it? Like I could never do it. And you, you then, once you start to do something, you realize you're like, oh no, they don't have an easier schedule. Like what I'm experiencing or the things that I have to like jump through to get what I want is not different than anybody else. Like everybody else has the same obstacles. You just have to choose what you want to do. Right. And that was the same thing. Like there's this guilt that people can feel with like working out, especially because you're like, oh, I'm not working. I'm not doing something else for an hour. Like I'm being unavailable. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not being a good friend. Um, But I think it like makes me a better person when I do work out. And so I'm in a better mood and all that stuff. But when it comes to like the other things, I think like, um, I don't know, like 
when it's like with a movie, especially like coming up with that and doing that, like it's just working on something consistently to the point where I don't know, like I felt like I put so much time and effort and energy into this. There was no way that somebody somebody else wouldn't would they would see that and be like oh wow someone's taken this much time to do this Mm -hmm. and put forth all of this like somebody else is going to do the same thing so I think if you half-ass something nobody really takes it seriously Mm -hmm. and just kind of the same thing with like talking about like things that you want to do and things that you want to do once you actually put forth the action you also figure out is this something I really want to do or is this like a hypothetical thing because like I like the idea of doing this when it comes to the actual work enjoying the process of it because like I loved writing the story for this and I loved doing the script edits and stuff so when you can find I don't know find happiness in doing the like little mundane tasks that get you to that big thing it feels a lot better yeah and I think that's also there's value in understanding like you said things you don't like that you like in theory (gasps) and if you don't like them cutting them loose and trying Mm -hmm. something else it doesn't mean you're you've wasted your time. It means that you're actually saving your time in the long run by not continuing to put energy into something that you ultimately don't enjoy. Um, I used to pine over guys and then go on one date and be like, wow, I don't like you. Why did I waste all this time? Yeah. I could have known this. Exactly. (laughs) Mel's nodding too. I guess guess you're not the only one who's done that. I literally had a crush (laughs) on a guy for maybe like like years, like was a, oh my gosh, kind of thing. Went on one date and I was like, holy shit, I wasted so much time. Yeah. Imagining you at all. Exactly. Oh, wow. That's really funny. (laughs) But that's like. That's because you're not a crush on them. You have a crush on the idea of them. Completely. But that's a parallel to work. Yeah. It's like, I want to make movies and then if you start doing it you're like oh this is harder and i do not enjoy this yeah. and it's like oh maybe go become a chef Who yes knows? Yeah. or in megan's case a baker Ooh, a baker you love baking I it's do. so crazy i would love you to make go to these like gorgeous school. gorgeous concoctions did you see that, my last one that you don't eat i don't i don't have a sweet tooth <laughs> that's just, the funniest thing to me is me that too but I guess it's for the art and like there's a thera- yeah. there's like a therapy. It's the same way I imagine like people that take up knitting and stuff. I love knitting. Yeah. That it's like there's this therapeutic thing to it, to creating something. Yeah. And yeah I, but I think those people enjoy the things that they knit after they're done. Well, oh, my maybe. little brother. My little <laughs> brother maybe. Yeah. My little brother knits uh, and he gives them as gifts so That's that we feel guilty and we have to wear them. <laughs> yeah. He made us all. Oh, what are they called? Beautiful. Snoods one Snood? year. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you all have to wear those now. And we were like, oh, wow. Tim. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I get scarves and I give them to people, but I also have really bad ADHD. So it's something that occupies a part of my brain. Yeah. But um, I don't understand why you don't, since you like savory foods, why don't you like cook savory? I do. Oh, you do. I okay. cook dinner every night oh, okay. and lunch. Oh, so you just, and you just don't inst- come for her, Jack. I'm sorry, come for I'm my sorry. brand. Have you not, I post about it on my Instagram stories too, but also like it's just not as cute. Yeah. I'm not going to like post True. a you meatball. Just- that's not cute well i think some people would like that but also like the savory foods i make are not nearly as aesthetically pleasing but like i'll post pictures of like brunch and stuff it's true the 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 baked goods that you make are very like aesthetically pleasing because i don't want to eat them so i'm not rushing it that's why i think i'm good at it too oh yeah because i have endless patience yeah i could when if i make cake i don't get to the end (laughs) which i totally get already eating funfetti icing out of the container sure that makes sense um much such trash which i love that um same twitter handle wants to know who do you like filming with most at clever <gasps> Ooh, oh gosh how long wow. have you been Choose. filming with Cle- <laughs> i know right i'm like Shit. how long have you been working with clever oh my gosh um since i was um i just when i moved to la so i was probably 20 wow 19 so like or five 20 years ago yeah four or five years wow. Jeez. 
Jeez. Yeah. So that was like one of the first, it was the first apartment I was ever in. We had cockroaches and we filmed there. <laughs> and it was cool. one, yeah, the first day I met Lily and she admitted within like five minutes, she's like, I'm sorry, I can't pretend any longer. I got really drunk and fell down my stairs and my back is like broken. And I was like, do you want Ampo? And so like we became quick friends. Um, but my favorite person to film with, I mean, I love, I think I love filming. I love filming with all of them, but Lily and I especially have so much fun together just because the show originally, like Beauty Brick especially, was not her. It was supposed to be like guest hosted by different YouTubers. Right. But Lily just kept hiring me because she didn't want to like talk to new people. (laughs) And she was like, I'll just keep having Megan here. And so for so long, it was just me. And I was interacting with her behind the camera. Right. And like we would have this like little banter. And then when she finally like came on camera, I think because I have the most references with her to like back in like when we were like a very ratchet show. Yeah, yeah. She's probably one of the most the most fun um but like i love filming with like jocelyn too like jocelyn's crazy and, and the fun. three of you together is just chaos it's absolute that's the word it's absolute <laughs> chaos lily I'm, hates filming with us too it's, I she it. hates I'm it like, so much whoever's editing this, this it's just <laughs> they're so they it, it's wonderful to watch it's a wonderful chaos of just like one word inspires a yep. story from one person, oh, which yeah. uh, simultaneously mm-hmm. inspires a story from the other person. So there's two dialogues happening I, at once. I feel like I have the kind of personality that like I... I'm like easily hyped up, but like my personality magnifies, like, I don't know, like when you have you like mixed cocktails and they're bad, like let's say I'm yeah. vodka, Jocelyn's like tequila. You put us together and like, we just see each other. We're like <laughs> chaos, chaos, chaos. <laughs> and we just like seek each other. And then we just make ourselves even more insane. So like I, yeah. But my, you have a similar ser- sort of uh, easily excitable energy yes. about things, uh, everything maybe. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, like a dog. But that's why it's great to have Lily there because Lily just is, basically the John Krasinski just doing asides to the camera. The whole it's time. just like That's so, so cynical. It's like Jocelyn and I are like, oh my God, look at this. It spins and it sparkles and it's colorful and I love it. Oh, it's great. It's really, really fun. Um, okay. Parker Roberts says, what's the most embarrassing moment you've had or witnessed at the gym? Oh. Oh, I know oh the my answer gosh. to this one. Do <laughs> you? Of mine or yours? Of yours. But that time that you fell at SoulCycle. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that wasn't the one oh. you were thinking of? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is a good one. I did fall at SoulCycle during the cool down, which was really, fun, uh, really embarrassing. Are you like strapped in? No, so you like get off the bike and you're just like, hand, and I just like, <laughs> teetered over and I had a massive bruise. Um, I also fell off the Pilates reformer the first time I took a Pilates class. Oh, see, that thing scares me. It is scary, but it's, I love that class. But yeah. um, the uh, the instructor who also owns it reminds anytime there's a new person in the class that I'm in, he goes, oh, don't feel bad. Megan fell off the first time she was here. <laughs> and I was like, you weren't even teaching that class. He goes, yeah, we talk. And I was like, cool, thank you. Um, You're a legacy. But the other one I would say is when I was in high school, my best friend and I got memberships at the YMCA. Yes. Um, and we decided to take a Zumba class. Oh, and yeah. Um, like a middle-aged woman showed up to Zumba like just magnificently drunk and Ugh. was like it wasn't even a sad kind of drunk it's like she pre-gamed Zumba and just couldn't <laughs> wait to dance and it was the most amazing thing ever and her and I my friend and I were laughing so hard that we both ended up peeing our pants and like had to leave the class because Ugh. we you know peed ourselves but and it was so funny and that's the day they met Mamrie Hart I wish oh that's yes oh god I wish I would sell that class that sounds amazing it was funny. <laughs> um Ash Tien Bailey wants to know would she consider having her own cookbook <gasps> I would love to I think I'd be more inclined to do um 
I don't know. Like, I like the idea of doing something that's more like entertaining based book. Yeah. Like hosting and things yeah, like that. Because I like the idea of like including like decorating stuff. And then also what I think is the most intimidating thing about uh, cooking and stuff is is having all the food be prepared at the same time or right. how to do a whole meal as time opposed management. to one dish. Yeah. yeah. And so like I hosted my first Thanksgiving this past year oh, and yeah. I made a whole video on that. And half of the video was like telling people like how to plan before you do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that people do that enough. Like. Mm-hmm. It just makes it so daunting and something like, oh, I could never do that because this is just such a huge task. So I think I'd want to do that or because I like doing brunches all the time. And oh, that's so fun. and I like things that for a reason, like where if I did like a whole section on cakes and stuff, like I'd love the cakes to be like some could be like themed on like different things. But yeah. like all of my friends favorite birthday cakes, like, like celebratory yeah. reasons and things. And it's personal. I also think that there is obviously an audience for that because there's so much like, you know, lifestyle YouTubers mm-hmm. and things like that. But there's no real, um, at least I never had so, like a, a manual that says, here's all the supplies you need in a kitchen to like yeah. make a meal. Yeah. So I'm like using measuring cups as bowls because I didn't have X, Y, and Z in my like kitchen in New York. Sure. And so there's no like, here's a basic list of things you could survive like hosting a dinner with if you yeah. bought X, Y, and Z. I and think that'd be helpful. The same thing with ingredients when you have them and you're like, oh, how can I make these same ingredients different things and have it last all this right. other time? Or like pre-making foods. Like I do a lot of like meal prepping stuff and then right. I'll do that with my friends who don't know how to cook i'm like we're gonna make you 30 breakfast burritos for the month right now and they're like but yeah. what's gonna happen to them like, <laughs> we're gonna freeze them I'm like really and it's like i think that's that genius cool. yeah like, that's insane. or just like having, show me how to do that just <laughs> having a pantry you know like yeah. having yeah, all sure. the basic supplies like flour i don't yeah, don't, I don't have, have flour yeah. sugar nope nope uh I, milk I'm always running out of eggs doubtful yeah you use pickle juice with your um what's it called martinis everything oh no what was you did your <laughs> in your chicken thing you had to pickle jalapenos oh yeah i pickled jalapenos in actual pickle juice because i was like i don't know it tasted delicious i loved it um <laughs> so that's as elegant as i get it's pretty also, elegant it's upcycling old pickle juice yeah it's you yeah, know you resourceful. resourceful i love the the, the earth i'm very <laughs> very green very conscious uh oh in line with that, Alexandra K. Booth wants to know what is something she has wanted to bake that she hasn't attempted yet? What's like Mecca Ooh. or like party you'd want to throw or that sort of thing? So I think Thanksgiving was probably like one of the ones I'd always wanted to do. Yeah, that's so a was tall a, order. Oh my gosh. It took me two weeks to like do Thanksgiving. How many wow. people were there? Not a lot. Um, <laughs> we it had was just me. Yeah. <laughs> we had Solo? five people in total. Okay. And but it just, that's still, that's you're a, doing a full meal for yeah. like, yeah. and a, a meal that's like five the biggest meal you? of the year. <laughs> five, including me. Okay. Right? That's still a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Five, including me. So I think that was one. Um, and it was so, we had so much fun and it was just like, that was great. So that went really well. Um, something else I've always wanted to make. I mean, I've always really wanted to get into pastries. Oh, um, like yeah. a souffle, that y- kind of thing. Yeah. And also like, I've always wanted to do, like I've done like cream puffs and stuff. Right. And like I wanted to like a croquem bouche, but like that's just cream puffs stacked together with like sponge sugar. So it's not that oh, hard. I've seen that, or it looks like a pyramid mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like I like eclairs and like pastry stuff, I think would be that I would really like to learn how to do I don't know, like more pastry based stuff. Um, and then do you watch Great British Bake oh, Off? Oh, yes. And do you watch like um, what's the kids bake off? Yeah. The American one. Yeah. Yes. With, huge fan. With like the little kids that make all the that bake. They are 
incredible. Right now, MasterChef Junior. Well, right now, right now, but I watch MasterChef Junior. Yeah, they are so phenomenal and so good. Some of the kids are just so annoying that you just hope that you don't have kids like that yeah. one day. And you're like, you're an only. They remind me of me, where I'm like, you're an only child. No one ever told you to shut up. You just keep talking. You're just gonna. You think you are so funny, and you're eight, and you're not funny. Uh, I know. Ugh. One producer it's laughed me. off camera at them, and now yes. they're just going with the same joke. And I'm like, oh god, it's only child syndrome. That was me. Like I was like, everything I say is important because no one else is here to talk. Uh, but um. <laughs> Yeah, so I think something like pastry. What I had something else I was gonna. I was thinking that I really wanted to learn how to make um, eclairs. Yeah, I've made eclairs though. I don't know what else I would. Oh, I want to get good at bread, like yeast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeasty things. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I feel like I mean I really like. I think cakes are still my favorite thing. I'd like to get good at like piping. It's like more specific, like decorating yeah, kind of thing. More specific stuff with that. But yeah, I think yeah. probably pastries would be the number one. What's like your number one tip for hosting? If you had one <sighs> that was just like the most basic, plan ahead. Just because like w- one of the things we did for Thanksgiving is like I set the table the day before. And so oh, that was yeah. something like you don't even have to really think about it then. That makes and total sense. And you've got so much more downtime the days before when you're prepping stuff. Right. And just having stuff that's pre-made. So like at my always at my house. So we like because I use like ingredients that like spoil like buttermilk and like heavy whipping cream and stuff. I will always make something with those things before they spoil and right. then freeze them. So like we always have like scones and biscuits in the freezer. And so then for like a brunch or something then you already have a bunch of things like that. that you don't sense. have to like pre-make everything fresh right then and there. And some things actually are better when they're made a little bit before. Oh. And so that's something that I would say. And then, yeah, enlist help. And don't be afraid to like have people help you and bring other dishes. You don't have to make everything. Yeah, that makes it more experiential too when yeah. you have people like all working together for a meal together. Yeah, we did that for St. Patrick's Day and my friends contributed green beer, which they put way too much food coloring in and then um, <laughs> green Rice Krispie treats and everyone's mouths was just so green all night. I was like, this is disgusting. That's gross. Fun. And that's what they contributed. Fun. Love them. Uh, Martin Zito's uh, wants to know guilty pleasures. Ooh. Um, oh, gosh. I mean, I'm not guilty about loving The Bachelor. I would say I'm guilty about being invested in everybody p- as do I am post-Bachelor. Do you, Yeah, I check their Instagrams. Yes, and I don't follow them. Like, I don't no, want to follow them, but I check them. <laughs> You're very vocal on social media when you don't agree with what happens on that show. Very vocal. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was very. one time you were going off and I was like, I can't look at this. I haven't I watched the episode yet. So, well, also because I just can see... I don't know. I feel like being on like the side of like the usual, the other side of production and stuff when production's actually involved and you're not, you understand what people's jobs are, like what a producer does. Right. And so when you can see things that are happening and you just see people falling for stuff or you think that they're, they're portraying this like side on like of them, like on TV. And I'm like, no, no, no. I know what you're doing. And like, you're not doing a good job. And then I get more heated when America falls for things. I'm like, I love her. And I'm like, you not see this? Like this is like, there was one girl I won't name names. She's no, 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 no. Okay. not this. One, but I, uh, she does, she does rub me the wrong way. Yeah. There was one girl <laughs> that everybody loved, and I was like, she's doing my tactic. If I was on The Bachelor, like she is being like the manic pixie dream girl thing of being like, I'm too good for you. Like, ha ha ha. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking yes. about. Yes, and she's acting. 
the whole time she's yeah. acting. And I so check you just in smell on her. Bu- bullshit the I whole smell way. bullshit. And then when everyone else like falls in love with them and then you just see and they don't even have, first of all, for somebody who has to cry on camera all the time, like I can, I know when you're like really not feeling it. And then mm-hmm. you just like cry and there's no tears. There's nothing that pisses me off than watching somebody cry on TV. But guess what? There's no liquid coming out of your eyes. Yeah. You're just frowning heavily and like deep breathing. <laughs> That's yeah. all you're doing. Acting technique, guys. Um, also, I watched the Andre the Giant uh, documentary last night and Hulk Hogan tried to fake cry by putting Listerine into his eyes. So Ooh, why doesn't he just get the artificial tears? There's it was a stick a, for that. It was in the moment. Andre the Giant, he couldn't even get his finger to his eyeball because Andre, sorry guys, spoiler alert, <laughs> ripped his shirt off of him. So oh my gosh. It was very much like watching an episode uh, of The Bachelor. Um, similar. But would, uh, okay, I asked Thomas Middleditch this because he's also obsessed with it. What would your entrance if you were a contestant on The Bachelor be? Ooh, Okay. Um, it would be something that's not too, it would be funny enough that like the girls watching at home would be like, oh my gosh, I love her. Right. And like social would blow up, but it wouldn't be so like try hard, try hard. I would probably do like for this past season when everyone, when the people did like car related stuff with Ari. Right. Right. I would probably figure out who the bachelor is Uh as much as I could and then do something like slightly catered to that. Or I'd like come on and like like a I'd, well I hate horses, um, <laughs> so or like a tricycle. A like I would do something. Yeah. I would do a one tricycle? of those funny entrances, like I from the because that's you get the most camera time if you have some uh, like an entrance yeah. that involves like machinery. Yeah, that you're riding. Sure. So I'd do that, or I'd like come with like oh oh no 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 I would go with like a llama and then just be like a I love llama. llamas. Yeah. Do you love this is my thing? Llamas? Then you're llama girl. Yeah. For the rest of the time. <laughs> Jack, yeah. what, have you thought about this yet, Jack? What your entrance would be? I mean, I feel like it's so easy to get like lost, but at the same time, I feel like when you try to like make yourself stand out, it feels like try hard, like you were saying. Yeah. Like, like I just kind of feel well, like you don't get much time that first night you to don't. hang out, so but you got to make a great first impression. My feeling on this, all of that stuff, is you just kind of have to be. I think it was like Stasi was talking about this on the show when yeah. she was on. It was just like. You just kind of have to be you and not worry about it. Yeah. So like that, I wouldn't try to game you it Come at on all. a camera dolly. I know. I, I was mean, going to say, like, this is I who would, I am. I'd walk you know? up just holding a boom and then be like, <laughs> right. psych, I'm on the show. I'll see oh, you that's inside. Funny. That's, that is funny. That's funny. <laughs> oh, I like that. But like, I don't know. For me, I would just be like, I'm not trying to be clever. Like you either like me for me or whatever. But like, I'm not a good reality show contestant. I think you just say that. Yeah. Flat yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, check my, my Instagrams. I got lots of selfies I think on I there. Would be, <laughs> I think I'd be such a good reality show contestant. And I keep begging Moth that I'm like, would you just let me take like if I we would totally still be together? Like, could you just let me go on The Bachelor? But this. OK, so this plays into this next question. Tori Abra wants to know if you could make a guest appearance on any show. What would it be? I'm assuming that means scripted. But oh. if you chose a scripted show and an unscripted okay. show, which two would they be? So I'm going to do two non two unscripted okay. would be old Great British Bake Off when okay. we had Mary Berry Ugh. and all my queens. God bless her heart. So, the best. <laughs> um. Oh, ooh, oh, I lied. OK, there's too many unscripted. OK, okay I'm going to say OK. You so can that, say all of them. Queer Eye. <gasps> uh-huh. They're so Fans. good. They're so good. They're Fans so good. myself. Um, so and and then definitely The Bachelor. I would just loved. I would just be. I know I would be such a good contestant on The Bachelor because uh-huh. I I would just play the game so well of being friends with all of the girls uh-huh. and just being like I would just get so many good sound bites. Like the producer, would be like thank you so much for that. I'm like you're <laughs> yeah, welcome. I got it. Yeah, I'd be like I don't need any prompts. No. I got this. Just roll the camera. Ex- give me five minutes. Exactly. <laughs> and then I would like infiltrate myself into situations with the girls and just be like oh my, and just like downplay everything. And then with him, just be just just do that. Do the thing that everyone that doesn't do when they're like oh I'm so nervous. It's like, oh gosh, I like you so much. Like, instead, um, you have to be the girl who's out of his league on the show 
where he's allowed to date like 30 girls. Right. That that's the girl he's into. Yeah. The one that's like, I don't need you. Yeah. But and, I'm really cool. And you're like, deep down, you're like, I'm not cool at all. I applied for a show to date someone on TV. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. like, you're not yeah, yeah, yeah. cool at all. So I, that would be that. And then scripted show, Game of Thrones. Oh. Okay. I'm obsessed. Game of Thrones. Can you do or a like, British accent? Um, or a, like a... I could, I mean, I can try. She would up. learn. I would learn. <laughs> I mean, I can do, like, I can only do, I can just be Harry Potter, Hermione, or Ron. Like, those are the only British accents <laughs> I can go, do. Come in as Hermione. I think, like, you could, you, yeah. Yeah, that would fool enough people. Yeah. I think I could do that. Yeah. Would and, you and Mott's ever do Amazing Race? Oh, my, oh God. my God. Fuck no. <laughs> that would, ru- that would ruin you, too. It would ruin it. First of all, I would, there is no doubt in my mind that he would not make it to the end because... Yeah. He would, I would push him off a cliff or out of a plane. Like he would just, he would, oh my God. Yeah, there's I, no way. There's just no way. I'm also uh, not a fan of um, timed things. Like I couldn't even play uh, like timed video games as a kid. I don't, I got anxiety. stressed out in the movie Game Night when like, <laughs> like they were like, you're going to get killed in 12 hours. And like 12 hours, like you got like a lot of time to like yeah. figure out how, what you're going to do. I get very stressed out in those kinds of situations. I get stressed yeah. out in Pac Man. Like, <laughs> I, I would not. I would not. I would not do well with that. And also, you can't really like, have food, right? Um, it's like just they have, like granola bars. But yeah. then, oh, they have like eating competitions and like slim yeah. gym. That's like, but that's all you. Like everyone comes back so skinny. Yeah, yeah, because they're also running. But that's like Survivor. World, like, Ugh, and I hate people. running. Yeah, that's the other thing. Well, then you're not a good. Con- you're not then a good candidate a, for that show. Then it's a solid no. Yeah. Could be like, the amazing souls. Soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. Well, we're going to give you a gift for being here, Megan, because we're coming to the end of the podcast. But before we do, uh, you asked, I mean, you answered these questions on the last podcast, but I want to see if they've changed at all. The the two questions that I ask every single guest on the podcast. Um, And the first one is, who would you, alive or dead, most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Mm -hmm. Mm, Okay, so right now, I think last time I took like someone I hated. (laughs) Maybe I said Jake Paul, which I totally still would. But let's do it for like a loving one. Right now, I would probably throw it like Michael B. Jordan just to get his attention and then be (laughs) like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. What Did you see that? That was crazy. Who just threw cold spaghetti at you? And I'm he's like, I don't know. Let's get you out like, of that That's shirt. Crazy. Like, let's get you out of that shirt into something more comfortable. So I would do something like that and that's just right. have it be our meat cute. Our meat. That's your um, meat. That's cute. our meat cute. Yeah. Or meat. M e a t. Yeah. If it had some uh, meatballs in there. <laughs> um, and then, oh yeah, I'm not gonna pre. I already know that. Yeah. Uh, tell us your worst pants shitting story, but only three words or three small phrases. <sighs> okay. I can't remember what your last one was. I know. I don't. I, I, I think because I need to knock on wood. Like, guys, I really haven't shit my pants before. This is not real. God bless. God bless. I'm trying to think. Or, well, close, or call. close call. I mean, oh, or it can be a, uh, I mean, we've heard a few pants pissing stories. Yeah, which I feel like I told the last time because yeah. I pee my pants all the time. Yeah, and you told one <laughs> earlier in this episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I pee, my pee a lot. Um, yeah. It happens. Okay. So what would have been the close call? Um... Okay, I guess. Oh, mm, this is a close call. Okay. Um, f- food poisoning. Uh. <laughs> manicure. Okay. Um, manicure and uh, manicure and 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 traffic oh it was a close call but i mean Oof. but that i mean it still she, counts. Gets, she gets her nails done close to her house <laughs> for this very reason <laughs> she thinks ahead she does uh well megan thank you so much for being here and for being a guest we've made you a customized fortune cookie Shut which up. julia is bringing out right oh now oh my god do you i 
You can open it right now and read oh what's inside. Oh my God, inside. there is? Did you really make this? Um, we bought it and opened it. <laughs> and put a fortune cookie, a fortune Every Oh, everyone will go right now, as in right now, to see your new movie, The Honor List. Seriously, right now. The fortune said it, so they have to do it. <gasps> wow, yeah. that's so crazy. It's like Freaky Friday. Weird. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I'm glad that worked out. Oh my uh, gosh. So Megan, where can everyone go see Honor List or go listen to your podcast or go watch your YouTube videos? You guys can download The Honor List and or stream it, watch it digitally on May 11th. You can get the DVD on May 15th. And then you can follow me on Megan Rinks on, on the internet and things like that. And then our podcast is don't blame me.show. Perfect. Woo, woo. You guys have so much to check out. So get so started. Much. And uh, thank you, Megan, for being here. Thanks for having me here. Of course. We'll see you guys next time on another episode. Not too deep. Goodbye. Hi. Bye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. Not too deep. Grace Helbig. This episode of Not Too Deep has been brought to you by Third Love. Armed with measurements of millions of women, Third Love bras are designed to fit real women. No more awkward fitting room experiences with their Fit Finder quiz. Third Love helps you identify your breast shape and find styles that fit your body in less than a minute. You just answer a few simple questions with 60 sizes ranging from AA through G, including half cup sizing. They guarantee a perfect fit and they value comfort and quality with straps that won't slip ultra soft smoothing fabrics and lightweight memory foam cups and the labels are even tagless so there's no more of that itchy sensation when you're wearing a bra plus returns and exchanges are always free and easy third love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone so right now they're offering my beautiful listeners 15 percent off your first order go to thirdlove.com grace now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15 percent off your first purchase that's thirdlove.com grace for 15 percent off today not too deep is a production of grace helbig incorporated produced and directed by jack ferry producer melissa d Mons. with writing by diane kang audio support by chris henry editing by melissa d Mons. and an extra special thank you to flula for the theme music 